You ready for this? Who live is us? Who lit is this? Who real is us? We too legit. We are M A R K C A R U. Mark through podcast. Listen and learn. Watch and observe. Challenging us. They got some nerve. We great. You mad? Don't hate. Get to it. Don't wait. We do not hesitate. We doing what it takes. What we do? Mark through. And when we were at Sam, like we had people on our team that would toss around the n-word like it was nothing Mm -hmm. and it was like it was a big thing at one point and we like had team conversations about it and we were just like good we like if you know we're it's not being said by anyone and he's like that's why you don't hear me say it like i don't even say it because i don't want someone else to think it's okay to say around me just because Mm -hmm. i'm using it you know even though like i am of color and because, yeah, so just by just, one use of it, it can signify, like, you're good to go. And it's yeah. like, no, yeah. that's not true. Yeah. You're yeah. not good. Yeah. No, I don't know why you connected those. But yeah. and I then have you conversations people, like that with people all the time. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. people, like, obviously that are of color that say the N-word all the time. And they're like, DQ, why you, what, I'm like, what, do you, what do you have against it, bro? I'm like, I don't have, like... I don't have to. I don't have to say it to to get my point across. You get to choose your language, mm-hmm. and you're choosing to use specific language that's mm-hmm. not meant to tear yourself down, mm-hmm. your spouse, your son, mm-hmm. your family. Yeah. It's kind of it's not comparable, but it it makes me think of it being the same thing as cussing. I don't need to drop the f bomb to get my point across to my kids. Exactly. Yeah, you can still say things a certain way, and your message is heard. We'll get started. Um, yeah, so we had said last episode, in episode 10, that this would be our Bring It On episode. We <laughs> watched it, and we took our notes, and then the world was like, hey, there's a problem, and we all need to talk about it right now. And so we said, you're right, we're not going to talk about Bring It On, which actually has some really bad, stale jokes in terms of racism mm-hmm. and homophobia. And so that was intriguing to us to yeah. rewatch it now because that came out in 2001. So it's not like yeah. this is like it's 90s or 80s where you can kind of let history mm-hmm. lean on it and get away with it. Parts of it um, did not age well, no. but parts of it were very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was weird. It yeah, was weird it was, watching yeah. it. So that'll come in a later episode, yeah, yeah. all our notes. But we just wanted to... <laughs> it was weird. We, it just felt wrong to ignore this cultural shift that's happening where... Eyes are opening, people are finally listening and saying black lives do matter. People are saying we cannot ignore these these minor infractions of racism, massive incidents of racism, whatever they are, small scale, large scale, institutionalized, casual, they just can't exist if we want as a society to grow and evolve. I mean, and that's what our parents and our grandparents have always wanted in general. We wanted faster cars, we wanted to travel by planes, we all have iPhones. Like That's all great, but we're all just going to keep bickering and fighting if we can't see eye to eye as freaking human beings. It's it's yeah. infuriating. So, um, so we're here to talk about it. We have Alicia and Daquan here. <laughs> um, and you need to give John some grief. I saved your number and he didn't have the Q capitalized. So <laughs> when I turned this, you got to give that's John some grief. I, like, that's what I was like, okay, you know, maybe he just picked up the nickname. But I was like, I'm, I think it's capitalized and John goofed. It is right. definitely capitalized. We've um, told him before. Oh, we're going to get him. <laughs> we're going to get on him about that. That's um, just rude. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so we're here. Well, we were going to have DQ and Gigi on mm-hmm. anyways yeah. for NCAA College Nationals. Yes. But that got canceled. It so, so it's Coronavirus. Not, it's not <laughs> coronavirus. 
it's not like we were like, oh, who are the first two people we can think of to talk about Black Lives Matter? Like, no, we like these are our friends. Yeah. But I also think this is a really good time for everything to be canceled and for this to really surface in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I do feel like there's a reason this is all happening like right now. Yeah, like most definitely. while everything's calmed down. I think everybody has a lot more time on their hands to listen. Yes. Mm-hmm. To finally listen. Yeah. So because people are at home, people got through their Netflix queue, they, yeah. they watched all the things they needed to watch and they're like, Okay, what's going on in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, and people started talking about it. So I think that allowed for it and then with the unemployment, people are able to get out in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. People already don't have jobs. They're not worried about losing their health insurance. Yeah. They yeah. lost it two months ago. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's time to make a change. Make yeah. A yeah. I just hate how many people have to lose their lives for it to be talked about again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't hear about Breonna Taylor, and mm. she died two months ago. Yep. And I just heard about it last week. Mm-hmm. And so I did a deep dive into the internet of, like, who is this girl? What happened? Let me hear all these things. And the only thing that I could come up with time after time after time was it was unjust. Like, yep. it just was wrong. It was just wrong. Mm-hmm. And those cops, it's still wrong because those cops aren't in jail. No, not at all. So and, people need to stay loud. We need to stay loud. Yep. So, yeah. So we're here. I wanted to give you guys a chance to talk about yourself and your cheer credentials for a moment. You know, where you've cheered, where you've coached, um, what you guys do now. Ladies first. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Gigi. <laughs> I have cheered since I was six. Um, I'm from Colorado, and I went to Columbine High School, and nice. then from there I went to Iowa Western Community College. Um, cheered there on a scholarship. It was my first time ever doing co-ed cheer. I was always all girl, so it was a huge change. Um, and then from there, I studied criminal justice um, and graduated my associate's degree. Nice. And then I went to Sam Houston, where I met DQ. <laughs> um, and there I studied, I finished my degree, criminal justice, and then I actually stayed for a, another year and did sociology. Okay. So um, wow. I graduated with two degrees, yeah. and. Um, I cheered on All Girl my first two years there, co-ed my last year, last half of a year, <laughs> before we got pregnant with Cam. <laughs> um, and then we moved back to Colorado, and I'm currently coaching at Chaparral High School. Oh, that's Excellent. awesome. Um, my name is DQ. Uh, I started cheering in college. Uh, I am from Texas, so I grew up in Beaumont, uh, and there's a hometown college called Lamar University. I uh, cheered there for two years. Okay, so you cheered uh, Okay. So after that, I you know started to actually gain more skills than I thought I would. Uh, saw that I was a lot better than what I thought I was. Right? So. It's that weird term. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm decent at this. Yeah, once I figured that out, and um, <laughs> same year, actually, same year I tried out um, that same exact. Uh, so I tried out in the spring. Nope, yeah, Stroud and Spring, which is the, they, they were getting ready to go to nationals. I couldn't obviously mm-hmm. participate. So um, I tried out, made the team, uh, and then once everyone came back, they were like, hey, you should do UCA staff. Um, I was like, okay, what's that? You know, got into it. And <laughs> Isn't I actually, that how we all, like, okay, what is that? <laughs> so I got into UCA staff and um, met some incredible people, John Shabret, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Tanner and a lot more others. Uh, they taught me how to stunt, and then from there, yeah. uh, let me go somewhere else where I can actually challenge challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I ended up going to Sam Houston. There's nothing wrong with that, wanting to yeah. challenge yeah, yourself. That's great. 
Personal um, growth. Yeah, I went to Sam. I uh, was looking into other schools, but I saw that that was probably going to be the place that I wanted to, and you know. It's near home. It's, yeah, near home. And, and um, the family is just amazing there. I love love being there, but cheered there for two years uh, and obviously met Gigi over here, Alicia. I don't call her Gigi. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> work and don't work. But, um, so when you're there. in trouble, it's Alicia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or actually just all the time. It's, but it's all that's the time. I'll call her Gigi when she's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gigi. <I'm> like, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, we ended up moving out here and uh, got in contact with John, who was also from Texas, and he was doing his own little thing, you know, mm-hmm. asked me to be a part of it. And... You know, um, that helped me grow into my own business with Beast, yep. uh, which has been an elite athletic strength training. And we go around and work on strength and conditioning with different high schools in the area. So, and he uh, works with our awesome. high school now. So, yeah. that's really awesome. <laughs> and then that's how we met you guys through yeah. John yes. and through coaching in the area. Well, I feel like we really met them through our mutual friend Taya because when they oh, yeah. were they Tayo, Tayo 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 Tayo. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. coached with Taya. Yeah. And so, that was. And it was so funny how Taya introduced you guys because Taya'd be like, okay, so these are my new co-coaches. Um, they're better than I am, so they really, they should be the head coach. But anyways, they're here helping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taya. I haven't talked to her yeah. in a while. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She is. Awesome she's human. A yeah. I recruited her out of high school from here. Old oh, guy over here. Really? Wow. What? That's, that's awesome. Guy. So you, you coached Taya for one year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy to hear about who are coaches now and were coached by still current coaches. I'm like, this is crazy. And I'm so scared for that for me, for like when we have kids graduating yeah. and yeah, coming out of college around. and you see them coaching, I'm going to be like, I hope I instilled some good things in you. Like, please don't just be a yelling coach. You know what I mean? It's like kind of a, oh, yeah. Hope that that's all good. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and then now you guys, so like you guys mentioned, you guys are parents mm-hmm. as well as we are. So our babies are two weeks apart, which yes. is literally two weeks. fun for all of us. <laughs> we were both so pregnant at camp so last year. Pregnant. Like both of us are like waddling around. <laughs> like, so funny. So now they're playing in the basement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're down there. And so I think that has also was, a, you know, an awesome reason to make this episode happen and, and bring up all of this subject matter because... Our kids are going to grow up together. They're going to grow up in this world. Just really wanted to just do this. So thank you guys for coming. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys for having us. And yeah, talking with us, educating us, and educating all our listeners. Because there's coaches out there, athletes that are listening. So hopefully some of the topics that we can touch on can at least guide people to make adjustments in their actions, in their thoughts, mm-hmm. and, and just the ways they interact with the world. Yeah, a lot of athletes confide a lot in their coaches. Um, sometimes that's their safe place and, and who they reach out to later on when they're in college mm-hmm. um, about yeah. certain certain things. So I think that we have very, very huge impacts on our athletes and totally. that's a lot of where change can happen. And that's why we need, that's why we need good leadership. I just go back to leadership all the time because we see a lot of poor leadership in just the world Mm -hmm. in general. And so it's like, uh, I just don't think leadership is hard, but. Well, and sometimes I think when people do run into a wall with leadership, like sometimes taking a step back and asking for help, like even if you are the leader, going to someone, it doesn't have, you don't have to go to the news and say, 
I'm an idiot. Please yeah. help me. I, I don't know yeah. what's wrong. But, you know, going to a trusted person, a friend, somebody you've interacted with before and saying, how can we broach this? How can we push this forward? How can I learn from this and do right by, if it's the president of a company, the, my employees, my customers, mm-hmm. and all those things. So, so that no, I think was the a, podcast is a great idea. Though, I do. Honestly. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. We're, tr- we're trying, man. It's so hard with a little one. To constantly do it because Mm -hmm. we were just saying um, before George Floyd was murdered, um, we were like, oh my gosh, we have all this time Mm. to get out all these episodes and we still were not able to get out the episodes that we wanted to get out. (laughs) But like things kept happening, like rules were changing, more cheerleading events were getting canceled. And then with George Floyd being murdered, we were like nothing matters this is what matters right now and we need to make sure everybody um is getting on the same page with this so okay so diving in touching back to what i was talking about we're all parents now so i know um when you found out you were having a son you know Mm -hmm. i just thinking back to the facebook post you made Mm -hmm. um i know you mentioned you were excited and nervous and Mm -hmm. fearful um Obviously, I'm sure those feelings are still the same because the world is still the same. But, you know, if you wouldn't mind, could you share a little bit of those thoughts of, you know, being a new dad, a a new black dad to a black son, um, if you don't mind? No, yeah, for sure. Um, Honestly, it's just growing up where I'm from in Texas, uh, there's a lot of uh, negative things that go on with, you know, people of color. And... um, I've experienced so much growing up, um, you know, it may be small, maybe big. It's just experiencing that as a kid is not something that, you know, uh, mm. you can take lightly. Like you can't, you can't experience walking by someone and physically watching them clench their purse and, and not think that, you know, you're a threat. And, and it's, yeah. it's hard because um, a lot of my friends were white, were Asian, were Mexican, Hispanic, were, you know, I had different bi- biracial friends, but um, with those friends, like, you know, they didn't experience the same thing that I experienced, or they didn't have no. to go through the same thing that I went through. Um, I have plenty of cousins and uncles that, you know, have experienced so many negative things in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, living in Orange, Texas, which is 30 minutes away from Beaumont, um, uh, just, you know, watching them grow up and watching them be put in jail or, you know, wrongfully, wrongfully accused of, uh, of stealing something or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, watching them um, and their lives get demolished really you know just based off of something um that you know can be avoided which is solely based on their skin you know like you can't judge someone just because they're black you know it's it's there's no reason to my heart is the same as is your heart you know I, i i i'm a very emotional person and um i'm the type of person that i'm not gonna come at you in a negative way uh if i have something against you if i have something that i have to say i'm gonna be as positive i can to make sure that I'm not making you feel bad, you know, I'm not, I want yeah. you to feel upset. So yeah. um, that's just me and the way I grew up. Like, I feel like I've always had to do that Yeah. because, uh, you know, I never wanted to offend anyone or say the wrong thing mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, be accused of, you know, being violent or a threat or, you know, mm-hmm. someone, someone looking at me and thinking that I'm going to attack their life or whatever the case yeah. is, you know, but um, just having a son and, 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 and being going through what I went through, I just told myself I, I can't like I can't sit back and let my son grow up and experience the same things that I experienced in my life. You know, um, 
I don't want him to walk the street with his friends or walk to the gas station and see a cop rolling through mm. and have to immediately think, okay, what do I do? Am I going to run? Am yeah. I going to walk into the gas station? Am I going to just stay right here? Like, I don't, I don't want him to have to second guess anything Yeah. just, just because of the fact that he's Keep walking black. with your friends. You know, just, just keep walking with your friends. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of hard, you know, hard to stay away from that. So, um, I told myself like, you know, when I moved to Beaumont that, um, well, when I got older, obviously, but I told myself when I was in Beaumont that I wasn't going to let that affect me. I wasn't going to let that, you know, change who I am. Mm-hmm. I, I molded who I was based off of, you know, all the experiences that I had, but I had an amazing stepmom that, um, she was, uh, we say Cajun down in Texas. She's French and Indian and mm-hmm. white. She has a lot of everything in her. Uh, she's very she's well-spoken, <laughs> very well-spoken, very, very knowledgeable, um, very understanding woman. She always taught me to, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard. Don't let anyone bring you down. Um, you know, whether that's speaking correctly yeah. or whether that's, you know, making sure you're, uh, you're, you're not, you know, using slang words that people are like, Oh, well, you know, you talk like you're from the hood or you talk mm-hmm. like, you know, so I, I molded my mind to sound more acceptable but yeah. you shouldn't have to do that. You know, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't have to. Right. Exactly. You shouldn't have to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I just, just being a dad, I, I wouldn't want my son to grow up and say, okay, well, I can't talk like this or I can't wear these clothes or I can't wear red. I can't wear blue. Um, mm. I can't wear all black with a hood and, you know, expect not to be stopped. Exactly. I don't want him to have to experience that. Mm. And, you know, that's fearful for me because I've been through it. Yeah. Family members have been through it parents have been through it you know they've experienced that life and i i just don't want to continue to live in fear raising a son and thinking that you know if i'm at home at work or he's walking home from school there's a chance of him being pulled over or being shot or being whatever Mm -hmm. the case is it's definitely like i said it's scary for sure but my post was meant to um obviously state how i felt and let people know that i'm going to do whatever i can to make sure that doesn't happen you know and i know one person can't do that but um with the, the the position that I'm in to be able to work with multiple athletes at multiple high schools mm-hmm. that allows me to to impact lives and, and teach them and educate them in the right way mm-hmm. to where they're going to be the ones that are ruling this earth one day. They're going to be the ones in control. Absolutely. Yeah. So why not make them understand that, you know, it's all about equality. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you come from. We want to make sure that everyone gets treated the right way. Yeah. Exactly. So if we teach that and instill that in our kids now, then you know we can only this world's going to be a better place. Yes, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I've never been more motivated to vote. Yeah, yeah. Well, like um, that too. Yeah. yeah. Right, voting. <laughs> it's it's huge because yeah, it's. I'm going to study. I'm going to do an insane amount now. of research. Like I am so ready to rock the vote, especially and, locally. And on the, I think on the other side, that's not talked about as much of the other side of the voting thing mm-hmm. is getting involved. Yeah. Like there's, um, there's a gal I've interacted with on LinkedIn. She's a few years younger than me, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm on the city commission at Park in Parker." Wow. And I'm like. Okay, go you. That's cool. You know, like I don't know if she's from Parker. You know, and like if she has connection, I don't. I don't care. Because, but she was like, I'm gonna step in, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna at least try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna put myself in a place where I, even if there is a bunch of old people that are running a board or something, like I'm gonna at least be the squeaky wheel because yep. the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Exactly. You know, and I think that's that's a big part of. These protests right now, the protests of the 60s with the civil rights movement, 
you have to make noise, mm -hmm. you know, and just like you're saying, we have to bring the awareness to this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now to mom, thoughts on the this world for your baby? <laughs> um... <clears throat> <laughs> I get emotional too. I'm an emotional for person. For sure, for sure. Um, we're moms. We're emotional yeah. now. I swear. Did you watch? Did you watch the Sesame? Sorry to interrupt you. Your thought process, but did you guys watch the Sesame thing? The standing up to racism special. I don't think no, so. it didn't. It's on YouTube. Okay. And so it's you know they're like putting it up. I think it's like 40 minutes or something. But it started off so well, and they showed a clip of the protests and yeah. stuff, and then it showed Elmo, and he's talking to his dad. He's like, "Why are all those people outside?" And it just was Elmo and his dad talking about it. And we were both like tearing up we the whole like, time. It was really, like, it was really well done. It was, it was Sesame Street always wins. Yeah. And they yeah. always win. Exactly. So, always. It's so good. <laughs> so it's nice awesome. to see it. Yeah. It's nice to see that. And all uh, different platforms, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think I get, um, I'm a firecracker. <laughs> so he's a lot more calm and, and good word choice mm -hmm. than I am. Um, we grew up completely different, um, completely different families, backgrounds, and I'm a little bit more on the side of it's getting that um, that support from family, and mm -hmm. I think being a mom, I'm I it's different now. <laughs> it's a lot more touchy. Um, not that it wasn't. We beforehand um, before having cam but seeing him and looking at him I'm always like I want you to stay small I want to be able to protect you yeah you know um, mm -hmm. and we can't we can't always do that <laughs> um, as they grow up so it's hard um, it's hard to to have your eyes open and see the way mm -hmm. people think see the way they live their lives see the way that they're teaching um, their younger generation mm -hmm. or or not teaching or not teaching at all yeah. and um so i think that's really hard that has been a hard pill for me to swallow this past two weeks um and i've just i'm i'm a very firm person of if i'm not supported in that way or my family's not supported in that way i don't want my family around um certain people and that's just been more of where I've been on on that standpoint. I've been emotional on that side just because it's it's been hard. It's been hard to see that and accept it. And and we were talking, and he's like, you know, don't let these people get to you. Like it's okay. We're we're using our voice. We're doing what we need to do for our son. And and as that is correct, I'm still like it's we need you know we need to have these people understand and, and call them out when when call they are out, being racist yeah. or when they are using the n-word or you know just not 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 just watching it go by yeah. yeah and, just staying silent. and it's, it's it was a struggle for me too to be on social media and see people who tweet or post on facebook or instagram every single day and and complain about other issues in their life and then they're completely silent when something like this happens. Mm -hmm. and, and silence speaks volumes, it's very loud. Mm -hmm. And so to see that was, was really, really hard. And I did, you know, call people on, on their stuff because I'm like, we need to- Good for you. We, yeah. need, we need it, we need yeah. voices. And you're gonna feel uncomfortable, but you have to be 
okay with being uncomfortable. You know, I love com- that you yeah. told me that because I had I've probably said this already, but like you just telling me it's okay to be uncomfortable made me feel okay with the conversations I've had with patients all week because mm-hmm. for the most part, you can tell what kind what kind of people or maybe what type of people don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. They want things to stay positive mm-hmm. and it's too negative right now and I just can't think about it and it's like I want to be the light. Like, yeah, like, right it's like, so convenient for you to just be able to not think about that. Yes. It's like, like, that is the issue. Yes. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the privilege exactly. right there. And so the only thing I can think of to help is to educate, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm listening to so many podcasts this week. I'm looking at books yep. to make sure that I'm having those com- uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. with her because Cam's going to be one of her best friends growing yeah, up. Sure. I mean, like, Almost we're definitely. all very close, and I love the friend group we have out here yeah. in Colorado. And um, so, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I understand. The books are are important. I've actually seen a lot of moms lately post on Instagram, like, these are books you can get. They're posting what they talk about. And my sister actually sent us a book um, for Cam that, that I was really, really happy about. And um, she has a, a mixed family as well. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law is black, and so and they have the do you know this baby boy? The name of the book and the author oh, or anything? I, no, I don't. Do okay, that. we'll get it. it. I, have a, I have a picture of it. Okay, on my phone. <laughs> I was gonna say we but, can share that so that way more people. Yeah, can I think it's like their ask around or something like that. Yeah, you can it. look it up yeah, if you, you have it. That's fine. But I was, I was really excited about that, and I'm, I'm excited to see that people are posting those and sharing those um, Me too. Me just too. ask just ask. just ask be different be brave be you so awesome. we're excited yeah we're excited about that and, and you've already read it and you liked the message and um we haven't we actually just got it oh, like perfect. yesterday yeah, in the mail so awesome um we're like okay we're excited to have our my sister is that is the mom. Like she has all the new things. She is Everything. on top of it. <laughs> She's the so mom. I, she is. So I'm like not surprised at all of that. And I was talking to her too. I was like, I want to get these books for Cam that I've been seeing, you know. And um, I we actually were talking about a website because I was like trying to order it and it was difficult. I was like, where can I find this exact book? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was nice. It was nice to see mom sharing, you know, and and. Um, wanting to help knowledge is power man like those diversity books you're talking about like one of them is like her story instead of history Mm -hmm. and so it's all these women that broke the mold to change our world for what it is right now and so i have um a little feminist set i have a little uh the the her story that was from taya um and then another one that is bad girls throughout history it's Mm -hmm. 100 women who changed the world and so i love going through those and letting Murphy pick one and mm-hmm. like she listens for 30 seconds right. but yeah. <laughs> it's also educating me yeah because yep. we've probably only heard about a third of uh, yeah. of those just based on history mm-hmm. you know um, um, you know Marie Curie and Amelia Earhart mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. right Right, you know, but you don't get it right. here like the full story of like Madam C.J. Walker exactly. or the full story of Harriet Tubman that, yeah, or like yes, yes, it really was good. incredible, really and I good. it was so eye opening for me again because I can go to the grocery store and get whatever hair products I need for mm-hmm. myself, and my hair will look fabulous. Mm-hmm. I did not realize how hard that was for Black women mm-hmm. and how she kind of 
to just even have a she product. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she Not changed the game. She yeah. might have used the, the same product as another woman, yeah. but she marketed mm-hmm. as like just top-notch marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she she, she changed amazing. the game. So it's, I think at the at the root of it, she understood the like how hair can affect you in terms of your self-esteem yep. and, and so she wasn't just Jobs. going yes. after those those few women in the story that had money she went after her, her people the yep. people that were in her village and, and she empowered more she, women yeah, it, was so, it was so it was so great just go to the people that had the money yeah the total the empowerment and so yeah I binged that in probably a night. It was a yeah. it was another quarantine <laughs> night. I saw yeah. it pop up. I was up like and cooking I was like, dinner. I was like, wait, <laughs> let me. See. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, you got to catch up. Later. <laughs> it's so, it was just Fun. it was so well done and just like I've heard of Madame C J Walker, mm-hmm. but knowing her story and then like her daughter in the story mm-hmm. came out as gay. Yeah. And it just so many different things that you're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. This was just all really good things. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, good things. I mean, I've went through schooling and stuff, and you hear about Henry Ford, and you hear about all of these great business people. They didn't say her name once in 16 years of school. And, you know, it's like, and I mean, same thing that, you know, the, I guess it's an anniversary, but it's a terrible anniversary. Black Wall Street in, in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, that was last week. The the history of that. That was never taught to us. I just learned I mean, about that last week. Yeah. Were you taught about it in school? Oh, was it? And, and I was uh, saying you were just by, yeah. by Oklahoma. We were in front of Kansas exactly. above it, but go ahead. In, in our books, like just rem- remembering back in school, uh, black history was only one chapter. Like, and it, it, it's like, we're in the 1960s. Exactly. Let's talk about it. All right, we're done talking hardly about it. Hardly talked about slavery. Hardly, hardly talked about anything that, you know, the accomplishments that so many black people have totally. achieved. You know, totally. like, it could, any, you, let's say you separated the chapters into, you know, I don't know, automobiles. Well, who made the stoplight? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so yeah. like, that could have easily been involved in that story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people can know that black people did create things that helped this world moved in the way that it's 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 moved to but and and yeah and it's like totally on that same note because we hear all the time eisenhower helped form the interstate system you know during after the war whatever i just that's a random scott fact but (laughs) but like that i remember that from school like being brought up you know in like eighth grade and then like 11th grade because you kind of like relearn it a few times over um but, you know, why isn't that mentioned when we're talking transportation, mm-hmm. we're talking developmental, in development of cities, you know, how did New York grow to be this massive city? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I asked, I think just thinking back as a kid, just remember asking my mom, like, so why did we only learn about, like, America in 1600? Mm-hmm. Like, what else was happening in the rest of the world mm-hmm. besides with America and England, you know? Yeah. It's like... Speaking, and we don't get that, and it could be so much broader for all cultures, but Mm -hmm. specifically, it's leaned against black culture to hide it, Mm -hmm. to cover it up. I mean, I just don't see how these people who write these books are just like, let's skip it, we don't need it. That's true, but being a kid back because it's uncomfortable, I never, you know, just looking, I guess I was so used to everything that I was experiencing, Mm -hmm. I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't even, oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. African American history, we have that in here. Yeah. Thinking back on it now, I've never second guessed it. I've never thought twice about it until I graduated high school, got yeah. into college, and was able to learn more and, you know, be, yes. expand my mind and my knowledge. But 
Um, Knowledge is power. It's so crazy. It's so crazy that even as kids, you don't think about it. Like you don't think mm-hmm. it, you don't think it's wrong no. until you know you have someone that act, either tell you tells you that it's wrong, and you start to open your eyes and see. Yeah. But I was I was always I feel like kept down. Yeah. Maybe not like you know someone just physically keeping me down, but mm-hmm. I always I was always looked at as like a, a threat. But I didn't really notice that until you know I started to get older. I saw that my white friends could do this and I couldn't do this. Mm. Yeah. I saw that my white friends can go here and I couldn't go here. And it started you to make started sense. to like register those reactions. Exactly. Like when you see that lady clench your purse yep. and stuff, and you, exactly. it registered. You're like, well, that lady, somebody did that to me when I was 12, but yep. they didn't do it to me when I was 10. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. what happened? Yep. Yeah. And you're like, I grew. That's it. That's yeah. the only thing. I'm still the same person. Yeah. Still. And you're like, <laughs> so I'm as tall as adults now, and yeah. I'm now intimidating. Exactly. Because of the color of my skin, and that's that's terrible. Yeah. There's a really good podcast I'm I ah, I think they're just still releasing episodes but it's called 1619 and it is history mm-hmm. on when people were purchased mm-hmm. and the brought here and about them jumping off the ship to yep. escape and them getting here and like so I'm list and my stomach is in knots just the whole time and not a single piece of that was taught to me in school yeah not one. So if anybody needs a podcast to listen to, to educate yourself more, um, it's so eye opening and it was uncomfortable for me to listen to, but it's almost like an anger because it's like, why was that kept from me? Why was that kept from, Mm -hmm. from me? We were talking the other day about how change is going to come about with the, the strong, um, actions that are going to have to be taken to see change and one was voting and the other um, we were talking about was school and what you learn in school and we were talking yes. about how we weren't taught you know a lot of the things that we know today and and it's because we educated ourselves um everything that's going on you know you're like totally what what is going on in this yeah. world and yeah. so that was something we were talking about the other day that i think it's it's obviously where the school is um, located and the funds and you know the books that they are provided with, but I think that's something that's going to be huge for yeah for our future. I was yeah. learning from that podcast not only um, a lot about slavery that I did not know about, but also even up to 2014. Mm-hmm. And there's these black farmers in Louisiana who uh, grow cane sugar, mm-hmm. and these banks. We're not giving them loans until like halfway through the proper growing season so they couldn't get fertilizer they couldn't plow their fields they couldn't do this they couldn't do that i had no idea that it was so prevalent mm-hmm. just six years ago mm-hmm. that people were being stalled on loans because they wanted their farms to fail yeah. it's disgusting mm-hmm. it's so well, absolutely the, the disgusting worst part about that is you can't vote out a bank owner mm-hmm. and so it's right. like so what can we do we have to educate his grandkids probably mm-hmm. right. and so we're that, probably gonna take over one mm-hmm. day exactly because yeah. he's gonna make sure his family's set up for life yeah. that's you know how the wealthy of the world work and that's fine mm-hmm. you should yeah. be able to do that if if we all got a chance to be wealthy we would make sure our babies are yep. set up for life for so sure. i can't yeah. you can't blame anybody for that but you can blame them for the bad education they've received mm-hmm. the consistency that they put forward in that bad behavior in that bad ideology so we do have to educate because if you can cut that off at some point and say this is not okay that's when change can come but um 
it, that's that private sector side of it yeah. where you know you have to change people's beliefs mm-hmm. and you have to yeah. really educate I feel like I am now on a learning binge and it feels it feels so yeah. good awesome. because I just feel better prepared mm-hmm. and now I'm like Okay, so this is parenting. Yeah, yeah. You no, know? really though, really. She just learned how to say mama, and I'm like, we're gonna talk about Harriet Tubman and everything for this country. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see. Like, um, I know Apple had done a lot this past, that, yeah, yeah. Um, these past two weeks, and then like seeing Netflix just coming out with a bunch of documentaries or shows to to watch, and I've been like, let's watch this one. This one's the next one. This one's the next one. Like, so, okay. So, um, with that, you know, when I started working at Apple, by all means, like, I loved everyone, but Apple's, like, completely, like, amplified that because of the fact that um, they're all about equality, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a woman, if you're black, if you're uh, trans, if you're homosexual, no matter what, like, it, it does not matter, they look at you as a human being, and awesome. they run their, they run the company like that. Um, uh, Tim Cook, he's the, the CEO mm-hmm. of Apple, and yeah, he put a post out um, on Twitter the other day uh, in in remembrance of George Floyd. Like he sh- he let us not work on Thursday during his funeral because mm-hmm. we were supposed to go into a store. Let us not work uh, because we wanted he wanted to show that he is in support of Black Lives Matter. You know? Totally, and and, and I say awesome. he has a compassionate heart. I think, and it's very. I don't know if many people know. I don't know if it's my business to say on yeah. a podcast, but he is a gay man mm-hmm. who's leading one of the biggest companies in mm-hmm. the world. And he was chosen to do that by their board. Mm-hmm. They knew that about him. Mm-hmm. So he's he comes from a background, I think, of if I can show people that I do good work and that if I'm just a caring person about the people around me, now not, not to say that Apple you know, has, doesn't have its issues, but mm-hmm. that's at least his goal, mm-hmm. I think, in understanding that personally in terms of I have probably felt discriminated against. Mm-hmm. I have been hurt in this world. How can I make it so that yep. that stops? And exactly. so that's that's huge. It's, it's amazing. And I love that's working great. for the company because I never, I never go to work and feel like I'm being judged. Maybe Good. by the customers. <laughs> um, I, was, actually, I was actually telling her the other day. Yeah. Um, so this when I was working great. in Texas in the Woodlands, um, I would work with a customer, and it happened a few times. And they asked me where I was from. It's like, oh, you don't sound like you're from Texas. Uh, and I'll, we'll continue to go through the conversation. And it's like, oh, you you speak very well. Like you have you you you're you're you spot on. You speak well. I was, and I, in my head, I'm thinking like, wow, like. You because speak I'm black, well. does that mean I'm supposed to speak some it's exactly other way? what they were saying? Uh, and, and, and I, I never, and she was telling me, it, you have to be uncomfortable having the conversations. I never brought it up in a sense to where, well, what do you mean? Or ask the question, why? Yeah, they ask me that. Mm-hmm. I always say, well, my mom grew up, you know, and she, uh, I grew up with my mom and she taught me how to speak well, you know, like yeah. she, she told me she didn't, never wanted me, me to um, be deemed as uneducated because of the fact that I'm, I speak a certain way or I didn't, yeah. you know, I'm not able to communicate as well as other people, you know, yeah. so, uh, and wow. that, that was always my story, but I, I thought about what she said and I was like, man, I really, I should have asked her why, like, yeah. why do you say that? I was, telling, yeah, I was telling him, I'm like, sometimes you have to make, they're already making you feel uncomfortable because yeah. you're like, you really asked me that? And so, instead <laughs> really? of, you know, I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Exactly. You know, because yeah. then they're like, oh, 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 no, I didn't mean anything. But like, that's the reaction you're more than likely going to get. And, and in that small interaction, you educated them. Yeah. You exactly. said, hey, that's not exactly 
you're telling me I speak well. I'm going to tell you you, you don't. Well, yeah. you know? don't. Don't come to me with a preconceived notion mm-hmm. based on my skin color. Yeah. Don't, don't think that I'm lesser educated. Don't think that I will speak in slang because I'll speak in slang all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. randomly fun. Slang is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Words are fun. Like we were talking about, like choosing your words. But, you know, it's... If you're if you're dark skinned, you're looked negatively on if somebody hears you using this yeah. 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 And sometimes it Crap. takes you calling them out for them to step back and be like, Okay, what I just said, like how can why would I say that one and like obviously what did I mean by it? And and sometimes it's just more of like, you know, questioning them back and being like, What do you mean by that? Then they're like, Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't have have said that or asked that you're making them think on you know I love what, what that. they said I love that just mm-hmm. making them have a second yeah. thought it's okay mm-hmm. didn't have that uncomfortability yeah. which I'm just now learning this week so I'm not going to sit here and preach like yeah. I've done that all the yeah. time I am number one I hate conflict I've never liked conflict anytime we have an issue with a athlete and a parents involved I am I'm good, but on the inside, I am so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, conflict is so hard for me. As long as you're willing to to be educated and to learn and to, you know, even even we've all done wrong in some sort of way in this world, and that's okay. You just, you move on from that, and you learn and you grow, and Mm -hmm. that's why it's, that's why I heard that in a, um, actually with the company that I'm in, Monday, we had a a call, and um, the guys that were speaking on there were like, they said it literally 20 times. They're like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I that just stuck with me. Wow. Like, it is so, it's so true. Yeah. Like, you just have to be, you have to be okay with it. Well, I've never had anyone talk to me and say, you speak really well. well. Like, why? Yeah. So that blows my mind that that's something that has been yeah. said to you. Yeah. And that has never been said to us. It's probably because I don't speak well, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just interesting. The interactions that you guys have probably experienced in your life, it really blows my mind. Yeah. It just blows my mind. I don't know. I don't even have words for it. It just makes, it makes me sad. Yeah. It is nice to know. Um, I actually was, we were with my parents the other day and I got a message from a girl I went to high school. Well, actually elementary um, through to high school and she was like, I just want to reach out and let you know that um, I want to apologize if I ever offended you in any way by touching your hair when we were in high school. Because I used to, well, I still do, but I wear my hair just in a ponytail and because the type of hair I have, it's like just different texture, right? Yeah, totally. And I went to a it's like tight, predominantly white yeah, 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 totally. um, school and neighborhood and so she was like, I. I never meant any harm by it, but I wanted to reach out and let you know that if I did, like I truly, deeply from the bottom of my heart apologize. And I'm like, wow, like that, these are the type of people that I'm, you know, we're looking for in this world. So even if that, that took a lot, that takes a lot to reach out to someone and apologize for something you think may have, have hurt them in a way and so I'm like I really appreciate you reaching out to me that means a lot especially during this time and yeah and even though and we were friends we were really really close friends at one point and so I'm like I never took it in an ill will but there are people when I was in elementary school and even high school that did do stuff to me that I just that will never apologize one and two that made me feel some type of way you know but then again I'm in a school where there's five 
black kids, and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so it's just an uncomfortable situation, and, um, but I really, I read the message to them, and they were like, wow, that was, that was very, like, nice of her, and, mm-hmm. and it, it feels like it stuck with yeah. her, yeah. and it sounds like for you, it wasn't it even really a yeah. second yeah. thought, so yeah. that really speaks volumes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's people who've put pencils in my hair when it was like that or lead or like I was in elementary school and a girl called me the n-word and I told my parents. In elementary school? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I moved schools that next year but my stepdad, you guys will meet him one day, he's literally the best, <laughs> but he was fired up. Like I we I got out of school, they picked me up and we didn't even leave the school. Like he we went right back into the school and he's like, Absolutely not. Like I want a meeting with the parents, with you know, the student and we are gonna it's get time, to the it's time to get uncomfortable yeah. and it's time mm-hmm. to educate. Mm-hmm. Good for him. But yeah. and that's I think the biggest thing is people are so quick to just be like, Well somebody you know, somebody posted the N word. They are cancelled, they're kicked off every team, they're kicked out of schools. And that's fine. Punishment should fit the crime because that's hateful. Mm-hmm. But how do we go past that? Are we going to shun this person from society? Because if we do that, they're probably going to Believe. develop those beliefs further mm-hmm. and you know dwell on like those. Like who educates and, that person? And exactly. And so I think that's a change that we need to make in terms of like, okay, if we've identified somebody who's being hateful – what steps can we take so that punishment is served so that they can and then can they learn from the punishment yeah. so that they don't do it again so maybe they can educate somebody else from doing it mm-hmm. and i think that's the that's biggest the gap is where we nobody has an answer to educating it because like you said let's bring the parent down here let's bring the kid in here let's talk it out i love that you know, i hope that worked well but you know if that other dad that taught that little girl that word comes in just as fired up as your stepdad did it's probably not they're going to go home with separate ideologies still and so it's like how do we get through that to make it so that that little girl Mm -hmm. doesn't dwell on this moment forever but doesn't do that ever again Mm -hmm. you know and and i i don't have the answer to that but you know i hope that you know in our world as coaches we can walk that path and mm-hmm. and you know i hope we don't have to broach that topic and i hope that all the kids we coach but that's a wish that's wishful thinking yeah. right right right, it, it, right. It's, it's gonna come along at some point and so how do we educate that kid so yeah. Um, yeah but so this is good to to switch to the next topic which um is a little more apt for cheerleading you know talking specifically about racism in cheerleading so um this a non account that I've interacted with before. It's barely a cheer account anymore. <laughs> um, I think it's like an anime picture as the profile picture. Oh. <laughs> um, but they were a big fan of Cali Black Ops back in the day. Um, so they just put this together at the end of May and it's just screenshots mm-hmm. and calling people out. Um, I didn't necessarily do any follow up research, so I don't know if. All of these are actually valid. I don't know if there were apologies made following. I don't know what steps have been taken. Um, so not necessarily here to just read these out and roast the people that that did them, but more so to kind of continue this conversation of what if you're on a team and you know I'm on my team. I'm Scott, a you know the white kid on my team, and I see my f- friend, my teammate post the n-word on their snapchat they're saying it aloud you know what 
what do I do? What power do I have? And I think this is tough for a lot of kids who are 14, 15, 16, 17. Mm -hmm. They don't want to ruin friend groups, ruin those team relationships, um, be looked at as a snitch or a narc. But I think athletes, people have to think above that in Mm -hmm. terms of what are the repercussions from my teammate posting this? Is is a kid from my school going to see this? Is this going to be shared broadly? Are people going to look bad at me because I'm associated with them? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we all should feel the motivation to do something. Yeah, is If I see a teammate doing it, I am by association mm-hmm. attached to them. So yeah. shouldn't that make you mad enough to call them out right. and say, you know, so... I guess I, w- I want to open this up and just, you know, what's steps... Obviously, we want to go to the coach. Coach mm-hmm. is your leader of any team. So if that happens, you see a teammate who did, you know, say the N-word, post the N-word somewhere, I guess what what do we do? I think you had said at Sam Houston, you guys experienced some of this and you had to overcome it. What did you guys do? Um, I know that we've had conversations, like, with athletes who may have used that word and we're like that's not okay to say just because we have you know black kids on our team and they they use it or whatever the case is it's it doesn't make it okay for you to say and and it is about association as well I think there's a lot of times I had different friends um that weren't just in cheer you know that were on other sports too and when when you get so comfortable with saying that word inside of practice or around those friends, and then you're out and about and a different group hears you say that, they're like, okay, well, the cheerleaders are okay with their white friends saying the N-word, and then now it's a, a spirit program thing that is getting talked about, and you're like, okay, now it's the bigger picture, you know? It's just like when you're taking a picture in your uniform with alcohol in the picture it's you know you're guilty by association and yes um that's that's something i know he has had conversations with people at sam about it particularly of why he doesn't say the word he doesn't want to make people feel comfortable enough to say the word around around him you could speak more on <laughs> um conversations so with that. that i know when we had the conversations we would sit down everyone that it pretty much, we, well, it was a co-ed team, so we mm-hmm. sat everyone in, in the team together. Mm-hmm. Coaches weren't included because they didn't know about it, obviously. But um, we had the conversation and let them know, like, how we felt about it. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. there are a few people that, you know, felt like it was degrading to them um, more than others. But because they didn't say it, they didn't enjoy it, they didn't like it, and hearing someone else say it made them feel that they were coming for them or they were attacking them. And it may have not been their intentions when they said it, but um, hearing it over and over uh, and knowing where that word rooted from, where it came from, and why we were called that, exactly. it makes us. It makes a lot of us feel, well, you shouldn't have the right to say that word because it's meant in a negative sense, in yeah. a negative awesome. way. There's like, no way there's, that you're saying it positively. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then they'll say, well, we didn't say the ER, we said the A. Like that doesn't make a difference. It's the same. The same. You still meant a negative thing about a black person. Exactly. Like that's like that's the root of it. To like to me and what I've studied in like literature and stuff, yep. where it's been used and been removed from literature even. Yep. And it's like it is meant. It was created and it's meant and it's only can reflect negatively mm-hmm. about a person of mm-hmm. color. Like it. 
I don't get how people can try to play those twist tongue twister games yeah. with it and be you know, like I said, use the ER, the A, or you know, I well, you was singing it. it. Yeah, yeah, you say it. It's in the song, just and and that's another thing too. Just getting on track. Our music yeah, that we listen to, like the music that we listen to and the music that we hear every day, has the word in there, yeah. and you get comfortable. You get, you know, it's it's something that's getting mm-hmm. instilled into your brain, and you feel like it's okay. Um, but aside from the music, going back to cheer. Um, so we would have the conversation and let people know how we felt about it. And some people would like, all right, well, we're not going to say it at all. And they would, you know, understand it. Mm-hmm. Other people would be like, well, I don't have a negative sense on it. So I'm not, I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm just, you know, it's a part of my vocabulary. And I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be a part of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and I have friends that are black that would say it all the time as well. And like, at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I understand, you know, you may be using it in a sense of like, you know, greeting a friend or whatever the case is, like yeah. th- that's how a lot of uh, let's look at it. Like, oh, well, we use the word because we're it's an endearment. Like we we what's up, you know, or whatever yeah. the case is. Yeah. But um, even even for someone that's black that's using the word, it shouldn't be said because again, that negative connotation that the word has had over the years. I don't care how you've manipulated the word or made it use it in certain songs or sentences to make it sound better. It's not going to make it better by any means right so you know you have that mix in between because you have your people uh who say the word consistently that are black that feel like it's not a problem mm-hmm. and then you have um your your group of right friends that say it as well because they hear it in music they hear the people on the team say it all the time um you know and, and they they think it's okay and and for the those of us that didn't think the word was okay you know we're hearing that and we're, we we only get, only get mad you only yeah. get upset about it yeah. because at that point, you feel like they're ignoring the the whole, the big picture behind it. Yes. And why we don't want you to say it. Yes. And they're just saying it because of the fact that, oh, well, this person said it's cool. I'm going to say it because, I mean, he's my black friend, so I feel right. like that's okay. You know, yeah. so like it's, and it, it just grows from there. And then, like I said, people feel confident. And then, like she was saying, you get into those other groups of people, football players or whatever sports or even just hanging out with people at the pool yeah. that are of color and you start using that word then they take offense to that yeah. and then that's when you get the arguments you get the fights you get the mm-hmm. the, the outbreaks between you know spirit program and football or whatever the case is mm-hmm. or you get the labels yep. this the label, program exactly. is, is racist exactly um, so yeah. then you're you're only you're only setting yourself up for failure because there's no there's no change yeah so we actually made it a point that we're we couldn't say it in the practice room at all. Good. So so no one said it within the walls New of the room. Uh, exactly. Okay. So uh, we had that, and obviously, you know, outside of practice, people would still use the word on their on their own term. But um, I feel like now, like especially with the mindset that I have now, and having a son, which has definitely opened up my eyes to so many different things, um, I would have I would have take I would have probably handled that so much like in a different way. I would have made. Mm-hmm made them really understand why because I like I may have talked about more it more education had, exactly yeah. but you did something you didn't stay quiet and True. you did something so I guarantee whoever from Sam Houston is listening to this that cheered with you guys way long ago you probably set an example that still is there today yeah that's I hope huge so. <laughs> that's huge I feel like that's huge and honestly I, I will say that the culture that I've seen just from social media and like um you know, talking to friends that are currently still on the team, it has completely changed. Yeah, it's good. Um, which is a great thing. And, I, yeah. and, and having I'm, Bally I'm as a coach, some good coaches. Yeah, yeah. having Bally as a coach and Jesse helping out has been such an amazing, um, just 
like change, changing yeah. everything, changing like mm-hmm. the way they run things, changing the way that um, you know they they go about different scenarios. Like it's definitely been okay. uh, a, a, a huge move in the right direction, yeah, which so I'm happy to see. So I guess awesome. I didn't realize you guys, so you guys didn't cheer under Jesse and Bally. We did for one year. One year. One year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we met Jesse and Bally when we did um, a UCA camp in Germany mm. and it was their first UCA camp ever. Wow. And they were so nice and they were nice. like, you guys taught us so much. And I mean, it's kind of like, we didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, wait, did no, not I, do anything. So to correct, it was their first high school camp. So there they, we go. They had done a ton of college okay. camps. Right into college uh, from you. their first summer, yeah. never had touched a high school camp. Because they're all, that talented. Right. <laughs> also, it's in Germany. So good, good luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're huge over on the international side. Yeah. As far as teaching cheerleading, yeah. which is cool. So yeah, they're great people. And Jesse's really used his voice a lot during this time. Yeah, I've on seen social media. Um, posts on mm-hmm. Facebook I love and that. and literally every single day. I think something that's huge that people are trying to get across is like, don't let this be fire for two weeks or a week, and then it gets it swept again. Yeah, totally. and, so to see, you know, someone who's coached us, someone who's a huge role model to us, speak up and continuously speak up, and what he is posting is on a side note, they have a lot of talent coming in this yeah, year, and I'm super excited, yeah, That's to awesome. see how their season goes. We need to get some Colorado kids down there yeah. too, because I think we're they would have to. a really good time. I've been sure. literally she trying to come to our clinic last year. Yeah, but we're just gonna yeah, have DQ out of yeah. for Sam Houston. <laughs> it's. It's that difference of UCA and CA, I think, that holds a lot of people back here in Colorado. Because totally. they're like, well, I'm used to the Alabama, Indiana, going to those schools. And I'm like, don't turn your head to those totally. NCA schools because they're just as competitive. They're just yeah. as good. And it's, it's a fun... If not more competitive, if not better. Yes. Like, yes. It's, it's I will a say, crazy put divide. this on the record. Hear me loud and clear. So I, 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 I've done UCA mm-hmm. for six okay. years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I competed at UCA school for two. When I went to Sam Houston and competed at NCA, it is completely different. Yes. Like the atmosphere, being on the band shell. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yes, it's Outdoor a lot of tumbling. It's weird and it's underrated for like the sport. It's hard. Like, yeah. Nobody talks about how very few competitions are outdoors mm-hmm. and how one of the most prestigious ones yes. it is. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's such an amazing experience. Finals yes. is, which is like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Prelims and semis are inside. Yeah. So I was at an NCA school my freshman year. Exactly. Yeah. And then you center. get put out and you're stunting and looking at the, the sun. sun. Yeah. And it's windy because yeah. it's, it's on the beach. You literally see the heat waves coming off. Yeah. 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 The mat is on fire. Yeah, your shoes I remember. are literally melting. Yeah, my like, first time. Your hands are on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't tumble, so. So you think, <laughs> you think you're in, do you think your NCA routine was harder for oh, you as an athlete. Most definitely. And I didn't tumble at all. Yeah. I had one jump. <laughs> one jump. One jump. I would uh, love to see that if we could pull that up somewhere. My jumps are actually really good. I don't doubt you. You're yeah. an athlete. I don't, I don't at doubt camp, you. At camp, actually, this year, at, um, was it camp? I saw you in yes. the middle of a circle. He was in the middle of a circle and did a toe touch. Oh, tuck. They were all like, do a, a tuck, do a tuck. It was a hurdle Oh, toe. yeah. <laughs> do a tuck, DQ, do a tuck. And he's like, all right. He like, goes out there, adds jumps to a tuck. I'm like, you are showing out. She's over here eight months pregnant. Right. She's I'm like, lay. Like, oh. <laughs> Get out of there. Washed out. <laughs> I think we saw DQ go in there and I was like, go do a tuck. We look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a tuck. I remember that. I remember that. And then, I, then he did a jump. I was like, turn around. 
around. You see his We're not jumping. We're not jumping. That's but yeah, I would so definitely funny. say uh, my routine is NTA routine was mm-hmm. a lot harder. It's more. It's that fast pace. I want to. It is like that all star y routine. But I think with those collegiate level skills, that's what also makes it hard. And yes. I was I did all girl and co-ed and so all girl routines the year that we won it was hard it was it was yeah. a hard routine um, double full baskets on all girl group rather than I miss those doubles on all girl like, I, I miss it I miss it yeah and so I think um, it's it is. It's different. Competing it's outside different. is different. We had, yes, it is. you know, like our our Hell Week or whatever it was called um, for our spring break, yeah. where we would have to go outside and practice for, for the break. full, for, <laughs> yeah, for the full two yeah. weeks, you know, outside and getting used to that. And that was that was a huge change for me yeah. too. You guys are lucky in Texas though to be able to do that yeah, because I mean, yeah. meanwhile I'm in Kansas and like they couldn't practice outside at the amount that you guys could like so that's just so different mm-hmm. being able to train in the heat versus mm-hmm. a kansas spring break you're still getting snow no, like yeah, for sure. so yeah, it, for that's sure. just different Absolutely. too um it is competitive too um there's a, lot, a ton more you know you start with a team of 40 who cheer at games yep. that's mm-hmm. your team and then we also have Mac tryouts, yep. and you know that's only 20 people that get to go on the floor so totally. then you're like really fighting for spots that's the sam was an, an up a step up for me in, in in the sense of you know i had to really work hard i had to get new skills i had you know what i mean to, I, I pushed myself yeah. harder mm-hmm. at, she's an alternate the year she won yeah i had well, to work, I had work yeah. yeah i started out as an alternate just you know girl always had an attitude so <laughs> started out as an alternate and i had to you know my coach was like fix fix these things you know you want a good a we want to have a good teammate and yeah that's where I've learned a lot of more of my patience a lot more of understanding and and digging deep in yourself and mm-hmm. that first day that you told me that I wanted to literally leave I called my mom I was yeah. crying I'm like I don't want to be here anymore and you know and then I really am like do I want to give up like that's not who I am and so totally. I had to work hard the rest of that season and I ended up on the mat and won that year so it was like started out so low and bad and then won so glorious. Yeah. <laughs> what a good learning experience yeah. for you too. Because I know when I was an alternate, like in between classes, I would go to our gym. We had um, we had our uh, cheerleading was very valued at Barton, so mm-hmm. that was awesome. But I would in between classes, I would just go throw tumbling mm-hmm. passes, mm-hmm. and like it wasn't even so much for me of like I'm going to get a running full because that was not going to happen mm-hmm. in my cards. But I wanted whatever tumbling I had to have the reps and I wanted to be strong in it mm-hmm. and I wanted Clean, to I right, wanted yeah. yeah I did not want to be held back um, because the technique wasn't there or mm-hmm. whatever so but it was just one of those things where you're looking at it and you're like why am I not the first alternate in this yeah. like why well, I'm working so so hard mm-hmm. but there are some other things that were kind of working it against me again not to take away from the girls that were on the mat and right. like even the first alternate off the mat I'm like y'all are just way more talented mm-hmm. like yeah. and they were mm-hmm. um all right so uh, circling back to what you said a moment ago before we got on our cheer <laughs> I know right it's totally fine because we, we are missing <laughs> so bad um and you said we you know we have to keep this energy going it's not just mm-hmm. two weeks of let's care about racism for two weeks if once we get tired of it like we all got tired of coronavirus we'll just go back to normal mm-hmm. and 
as you guys have experienced in your life, normal is BS. Mm -hmm. Normal is not safe. Normal is scary. Um, And so I saw this tweet this morning, and so it said, um, it's a screenshot that says, the Montgomery bus boycott lasted 382 days. The Greensboro sit-ins lasted six months. The freedom rides in the South on the bus rides lasted seven months. And the Birmingham movement alone lasted 37 days. So... You know, just in terms of history, learning from it, if, you know, if people are wanting to get over this, Mm -hmm. then let's make some change, you know, like, then let's make some real change that we can vote on and we can take action on and, and then we can have follow up on to make sure that change is followed through. Mm -hmm. Um, But if everybody wants to downplay it and try to not stand up to this very prevalent issue in our society, then it will last a long time. We all have to do our best to kind of cut it back, cut mm-hmm. it down. I think this time is as loud as it is and we're like everyone's eyes are opening up to it. I think the fact that everyone's eyes are opening up to it, to me, this time feels <coughs> different. Yeah. And it does feel like, you know, we there are a lot more people on the, on the same side as there are some who still are not. But I think it is... I think this time is going to really, there's going to be change. I At least so. we hope. At, At least we I hope. know. I the mean, numbers. it would continue. Yeah. The numbers yeah. that we've seen in like these marches yeah. and Amazing. protests. Awesome. Yeah. Is, Amazing. Uh, Still, on, I seen a tweet today. I was showing him on the 12th day. There's, where was it? Where was it in? Um, where was that? Was it in Atlanta? I don't know. We, I see it in Atlanta. Atlanta's video of all these you know the march and all these protesters and it's like, oh it's was that in philadelphia down. it was philly yeah it was philly. i saw that, that this video? morning too yeah. it was insane Crazy. i loved it i loved it i loved it yeah that was good mm-hmm. that was good yeah and you just gotta you love to see it yeah. i mean you love to see how and i i was complaining to scott about this earlier this week i was like we, we should be there we should be protesting we should mm-hmm. be holding hands with our friends and we should be there but I'm going to be selfish right now because our baby is too young to not have a mom. Yep. Yeah. And then I think, how freaking selfish is that of me? Because how many people just went on a casual drive to the gas station and got pulled over? And now those kids don't have moms or dads or whatever. And so it's just every time I have a little internal dialogue with myself of like, no, I need to do this for my daughter. I'm, I just think... Well, lucky you. Don't you get to have that privilege? And so I'm like, I've been fighting with myself all week. Like, well, we were having this conversation too. Yeah, because I was telling him, I, um, I was talking on the phone with my friends, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm missing the protest in Denver right now. Like, and I, he woke up, and I told him, like, there's one going on, you know, yeah. in Denver, and he was like, um, he was like, oh, and then a day or two passed, and I was, I told him, I was like, I've really been thinking about it, and. Um, all the things you see going on is scary. It's scary because, you know, do we go and, and not... You see so many kids down there. Yes. You see so many kids. And it's... As a new mom, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Like, for all the crazy things going on, you're really putting, you know, your family at that risk. And then you don't bring your kid, but then someone decides to go crazy and shoot or yeah, whatever the case may be. got arrested with, yeah. like... And arsenal of weapons. Yes. Yeah. Because he wanted to break up, stuff. like a racist wanted to break up the protesters. Yeah. So we had two buddies go, um, like quite a few nights in a row. Yeah, they went several and they days. said, do not watch the news. It has been so peaceful. It has been so encouraging. It has been awesome. Twisting it back to cheerleading a little bit. So 
we all are coaching in some capacity. We all work with young people, young athletes that are developing their own ideals, their own um, values, um, you know, obviously with their parents, with their own community and stuff. So we, but we have a very active piece of this. So, um, you know, thinking broadly, you know, for us specifically, for our team, I know we talk about it all the time, not even just in regards to race, but just how are we serving all of our kids? You know, if, from, from my knowledge of the kids that are on my team, they're probably all straight. But what if one of them is gay? You know, if, if I'm saying things that are offensive to gay people, am I making their life tougher mm-hmm. on the inside? And I think it's the same thing that we can do with race mm-hmm. and with kids on your team. Are they Hispanic? Are they black? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Are you making sure that they're comfortable in the safe space like you mentioned earlier? Mm-hmm. Can they come to you as a coach as a trusted person about their feelings on something, about an issue that somebody else brought to them. I know that we've made it in a, you know, a conscious decision. We like our girls to wear red lips. But in my experience in the world, if you tell a, a black girl, hey, you gotta wear these red lips, and they're the red lips that every other white girl's wearing, she's gonna look very foolish. Mm-hmm. She is going to look like something from a hundred years ago mm-hmm. where it was a minstrel show where black mm-hmm. people were made fun of yep. for humor and you know a 15 year old might not understand that connotation they might not understand that connection to history but somebody else in the crowd might mm-hmm. somebody might treat her differently because of that mm-hmm. she might be putting it on and thinking I look terrible or her you know? mom might be saying like why the hell are your coaches making you wear that exactly and so just having that understanding so when we say we're we're wearing red lips we we have one black girl on a team mm-hmm. she we immediately said we're wearing red lips she was a freshman and we're like pause we, we know what you're gonna ask because she immediately was like mm-hmm. she knew that red lips wouldn't look good on her mm-hmm. and we were like okay we want a red lip go pick one that looks for good for you. We said, this is my favorite story. And this she is was our like, first year she's coaching. 14. She goes, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, I don't know what to pick. And so Lauren goes, all right, let's go. So we took a white girl and we took our one black girl mm-hmm. and we took him to Ulta. And this, this is still one of my favorite memories, but like it was, this was all Scott. I did not think twice about this. I was mm-hmm. like, they wear red lips, whatever. Yeah. Um, Scott's like, that athlete is going to look different. So Mm -hmm. we need to find a red lip that looks good on her Mm -hmm. and a red lip that looks good on the other girls. Mm -hmm. And so we took them both to Ulta and they had the best time. They were trying on a million lipsticks. They were like having so much fun. And to this day, I still love like opening my lipstick bag and like seeing her come over with pride being like, I will take my color. Thank you very much. Like this is the one that looks good on me. Mm -hmm. And you know, um, now they all like... Now, now the girls were like, "I like, I like her darker lip." Mm -hmm. Coach, can we go with a more darker lip? And so we were like, "Yeah, sure." Whatever makes y'all feel good. Like, go out and hit. I will give you whatever lipstick you want. Yeah, (laughs) we just want the judges to be able to see your lips moving. So that's why we do that. We choose the red lip. But I think, you know, I think that can be overlooked and it can be hurtful Mm -hmm. for a kid who's looking in the mirror a hundred times a day. Have you ever experienced yeah. that? Oh, we, were, yeah. we were talking about this earlier. Um, Cause well, I, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan of lipstick. I just, overall I'm not, but mm. I also never 
wore it like yeah. before cheer I guess cheering at the collegiate level mm-hmm. um in high school we didn't have to wear red lipstick I mean I did cheer a while ago in high school so but um they you know they're always like have something on your lips and majority of the time it's red lips yeah um and I was no I'm not wearing that absolutely not I don't look good I'm not going out there mm. looking, looking like that and um well, but like, with my orange uniform too <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. like no absolutely not um but I did you know find lipsticks that were more neutral I'm very I'm a very neutral person I'm not huge on makeup either like I'll do some mascara maybe some blush maybe mm-hmm. some whatever but um I was very more neutral a lot of the times I really just wouldn't even put it on. I'd put like lip gloss or something like that and kind of just keep away from my coaches just so they didn't, you know, be like, hey, where'd your lipstick go put it on? Um, or I'd put it on super early and it was the ones that can come off, not the Yes. So by the time we had a cheer we have game, some girls we that went, do that. It come off. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, I have an experience with that and I think it's, I think it is overlooked and I don't necessarily think it's in a in a meaningful way or someone being like oh no you all need to look the same I don't care if you feel uncomfortable yeah. I think it's just more so it, the sport and yeah. you want you know it, it has become a thing um, yeah. it was a thing when I was in college so um, I never really felt though like it was like an attack on your yeah. skin color mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and I'm I'm a very vocal person I say it how I feel it is (laughs) and so they know that and um did you ever feel the need to have a conversation with your coach about it and be like I just do not think I look good like this is there could I can we do something could we talk about this no I didn't actually I just I like I'm just gonna skip yeah I just did what (laughs) honestly and everyone knows this who knows me I don't care I do I have an It's gotten better as I'm a mom now, but I just was very vocal. And if I didn't feel comfortable with something, I'm like, I'm not wearing that. Or I'll wear something that I feel more comfortable with um, and and kind of find those loopholes of, like, putting it on earlier. And then I run out onto the field before they can catch me. (laughs) So you're, like, doing this. Like, I'll just smear a little bit more. I'm just glad Scott brought that to my attention because so much of cheerleading is making all kids look the same. But it's mostly, let's make them all look like white girls, in my opinion, for the most of the sport. And so I I know that our athlete has come to us a few times. Are you okay if I wear my hair like this to camp? It'll be back to normal by the school year. And I'm like, do whatever you want with your hair. Like, I, I hope that we've made it very clear to her that she can do mm-hmm. what she wants within the contract. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you coming with purple hair because I. Yeah. we right. have our blonde girls that love yeah. to dye their yeah. hair all these right. crazy colors, yeah. like, within the contract. But that that's not, for us, a race thing. That's a, this is a job that you tried mm-hmm. out for that mm-hmm. you want to be a part of. And you're, you're being yeah. a professional and you're representing your school in the best way possible. If you want to go get braids long braids I am fine with that yeah. I express yourself mm-hmm. be like that is yeah because straight hair that's another one that I had down is like mm-hmm. it may not have an ill will behind it coach wants everybody to have same hair but for a black girl it's hard to, to straighten, straighten your hair, hair. Yeah. have yes. straight hair it's well process. especially when you're in Texas and the humidity yeah. like <laughs> I know when I and there were um, black girls previously on the team before me and um they like wear weaves i know one of the girls she just she does her own hair so she always changed her hair how she wanted to um wear it you know what i mean and when i first got there i 
just have my curly hair and then I'm also trying not to straighten it as much because my whole childhood I want to look like everyone else in my school and mm -hmm. straighten it and damage my hair to where now you know like curls are it like just yes. natural hair it, you know be be beautiful in your own way and I think that when I got there I I did feel that is one thing I felt like okay I do need to straighten my hair like they're like straight hair and so it never was me being like can I wear my hair curly um it was just me like okay I, let me just straighten my hair to avoid the the conflict you know that mm -hmm. may have been there um but there are girls who were in that program just That's like me that spoke and they were like no they I know one girl had worn her hair straight one game and mm -hmm. Her mom, like you say, like parents can come and be like, absolutely not. And mm -hmm. she was like, don't make my daughter straighten her hair again. Like she will wear it natural. She will wear it the same style, half up, half down, yeah, low exactly. pony, like, whatever. But that. it's going to be curly. Like don't mm -hmm. make her feel uncomfortable at a game to where, you know, it is humid and you strain your hair. By the time you get out there, it's huge and it's frizzy and it doesn't look It's not look the, curl, good. the cute curls that you can know you can make it. It's exactly. just a frizzy mess. Exactly. Me being somebody who hates it. <laughs> 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 my somewhat curly hair, I, I can empathize there because, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it just turns into a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And you you're ruining it. <laughs> yeah. It's, everyone has different, you know, types of texture in their hair and I think that that plays a big part and you know um the girl on the team who wanted to wear her curly hair she had always had her hair naturally curly so she had those pretty curls that you know look good and then yes. mine are damaged and don't look good so you know and but a lot of times like I did start wearing my hair natural when we would have it in low ponies I would just put my hair in a ponytail now it's more of like a people like to say poof ball <laughs> um but you know it's not it doesn't like hang it doesn't um flow down I guess yeah like straight hair does totally. but I definitely would just be like I'm wearing it natural today like I don't feel like taking an hour and a half to straighten my hair to, for should. it to be frizzy and you right. shouldn't have to you yeah. still look professional yeah. you were still doing your job you still and had it mm -hmm. half up half down yep. you still right. had to yep. in mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah and so that's some I think something that cheer coaches especially in our world just should be a, a little bit aware of yes. with your whole team and it, even if you don't have a black kid on your team you might have a Mexican girl who's got thick coarse mm -hmm. hair she can't straighten it because she'll be straightening it for two hours too damaging yeah. it all the same so it you know it's it's just being aware of mm -hmm. allowing everyone to be themselves mm -hmm. yes being their true self and not having kids worry about their self-esteem or their looks mm -hmm. further when they just want to be on the team right like, mm -hmm. They want a community to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And it's no different from that bob haircut. You know, you have girls in cheer who have, or at least one on every team who has a bob haircut, and they, if you wear high ponies or low ponies, they totally. can't wear their hair like that. So right. they go to the half up, half down. Yep. It's no different than that. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um, this whole conversation reminded me of, in college, in one of the classes I took, we watched the Chris Rock movie, Good Hair. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and just really eye-opening documentary feels very random and it comes from Chris Rock mm -hmm. because, you know, before really? that he was <laughs> only stand-up you know yeah. stand-up in movies and SNL but, I haven't seen this what um, is good hair so he wanted to dive into it um, his three-year-old daughter came to him and said dad why don't I have good hair and he just was he didn't know how to answer it and so he was he was like honey you have you know you have good hair what are you talking about and she wanted 
long straight yeah. hair you know like you see on the the tresemme commercials or whatever it's just yeah. hammered home so um i mean it won all sorts of awards i just pulled up the page um yeah and i'm sure he probably touches on matt cj walker because he said says on the wikipedia rock delves into the nine billion dollar black hair industry mm-hmm. visits salons barbershops hairstyling conventions um other things that come to mind in cheer that kind of are along that same line of like lips, hair? I think, and maybe this is more in the all-star community, but the insane tans, like um, the spray tans. And some people take pictures and comment, make so comments. That that's some is, of, yeah. yeah, tweets. I think that's something that's um, as, as common as tans are, yeah, in cheer, it's some people are just and they go extra 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 dark and then they're snapchatting to their friends and they're like isn't this funny and it's like i changed races for a week yeah there are coaches out there who are like no absolutely like you need to get a you need to get a spray tan like you need to get a spray tan you need to get a spray tan like you need to get a spray tan and i have i that's always kind of blown my mind too because i'm like why Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why? What's the point? Yeah. And they're here at practice every day practicing in front of you without a spray tan. And I'm How sure does you, it sometimes you're like, should I get one coach? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, what's the, what's the answer there? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just think, you know, it. That is a that was a good one. I'm glad you brought that up. Because that was just one we had seen in that thread, mm-hmm. and I I hadn't thought of it because I never did all star. Mm-hmm. Um, I did gymnastics for a long time, and you don't want a spray tan in gymnastics to ruin your leotard. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So. <laughs> And regardless of whatever it is, I think we just all as coaches, no matter who you are, no matter who your kids are, it's just making sure cheer is that safe space in terms of an adult that you can come to if, you know, your own teammate is being hateful, you know, a classmate is being hateful because then the coach can work with the school in that regard. But making it so that your kids feel like they can be themselves, can be, be safe, be safe being themselves and and then making it so that the group around them also has that same yep. you know value for the team yeah. mindset because so many teams are just like let's come in and do the work and get out of here and it's like that's great for when you go to win but you know it, it might be fine you know you might have a, an okay culture but if there's one person on the edge it can all fall apart like a house yeah. of cards so. most of the times too well from you seeing that thread our big name gyms or you know big name athletes and you're mm-hmm. you're kind of like yeah so so right. you know, eye opening if yeah. you are seeing that you know those leaders that are out there ask your friends a question yeah. mm-hmm. ask ask what you ask your community what you can do to support them better cuz mm-hmm. they're you're not going to just magically come up with the answer i think mm-hmm. that's no, that's no. the key and nobody is we all have to understand and have that empathy um, just speak up, use your voice. It's I mean, and honestly, it, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, cheerleading in general, like we all just, you know, watching high school cheer girls go through their day to day life, like yeah. you see them experience stuff like people judging them because they think that they're top notch, they think mm-hmm. that they are, you know, they, they're entitled or they feel they're like they up. are stuck up mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. And, you know, we have that, that, that stigma placed on us, and then that, that makes us feel. I guess as cheerleaders, like, oh, that's not right. You know, we shouldn't, because mm-hmm. we we are very you know, genuine people. Like, we encourage everyone, right. supposedly, we're supposed to, obviously. But like, right. we teach that. We instill yes. that in our athletes. 
But, um, you know, people look at us and they're like, oh, well, we think we're all that. Um, I saw a post the other day about, um, like, what cheerleaders wear to games. Like, oh, they expose too much skin or, like, they do this or do that or whatever the case is. Yeah. And they're making it seem like we, as I mean, I don't wear... <laughs> I mean, if you wore a skirt, I'm but, sure you'd be okay. But, but in that sense, <laughs> crop top skirts, skirts, yeah. skirts, sports bras, you know, spanks, whatever mm-hmm. it, like the case is, and they think that we're we're um, being provo- provocative or like sexualizing, you know, sexualizing, sport, right? yeah, and and we're not. Like it's just it's like you see someone on a track team that's running on a track because it's hot and they wear a sports bra and uh, tights, whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, or gymnastics. It's gymnastics. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's same thing. Leotard, yes. you know, yes. same thing. But um, I guess just because of the fact that cheerleaders are usually, you know, um, most popular people in the school, like they're well-known, people know who they are. Dynamic it's usually, sure. you know, they're looked upon like, oh, well, they're stuck up or, oh, they do this or, oh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, they're, they downplay us because we're not a cheerleader or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But it's, it should be the same thing within our circle. Like we yeah. shouldn't, we shouldn't judge people based for that. Like right. you know, as as a program, you have uh, people on the outside looking at us like that. So why not? Why not come together within the your team? Why not come together and show the community that you guys are equal? You guys have you know positive thoughts. You guys uh, are here to encourage and here to motivate. Like totally. You know, if you do that as a program, then people on the outside will see that and they're like, okay, well maybe I had the wrong. Mm-hmm wrong impression at first like maybe cheerleaders aren't like that and yeah. then that just you know it, it trickles down to everyone else hopefully yeah. but in the same sense like that's where it comes for us as coaches and everyone else that are mentors or have some type of uh, big hand in a, in a program yeah. um, where you educate your athletes and you let them know like I accept you for you I don't care what you believe. I don't care yeah. what your thoughts are. I don't care what color your skin is. I accept you for you. And mm. you need to instill it in your kids and make your kids understand. Yeah. Amen. It's the same thing, you know? Amen. Like, same thing across the board. I don't care if you're a freshman and a senior. We were talking about this earlier. Like, mm. <laughs> um, I don't care if you're a freshman and a senior comes in and, you know, like your senior's not doing anything. That freshman can step up and mm-hmm. um, and, and and show them that, look, I'm a hardworking athlete. I don't care what you're going to say. You're not going to haze me. You're not going to make me feel like I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm showing you that I can come out here and I can take your spot if I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, like, Darn but right. knows it too. Exactly. <laughs> Darn right. If you have people with the same attitude as that, then that's only, you know, obviously like, yeah, it's competitive still, mm-hmm. which is amazing. You want competition. Totally. That's the only way you're going to continue to grow. It's a blessing to have com- competitiveness. Mm-hmm. It exactly. Really is. But at the same sense, you have to accept people for who they are. Absolutely. Accept people for their thoughts and accept people for what they do. You have to you understand know? people come from different backgrounds. Yeah, exactly. And so when you see a person handle um, anger maybe mm-hmm. differently than you do, you can't shut it out. Mm-hmm. You got to help. Mm-hmm. You're a teammate still. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So totally. I, I hate that we can't be with our kids right now. That I, Like, obviously, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, mm-hmm. but we have something way bigger, in my opinion, happening in our country. And it kills me that I can't hug every single one of our athletes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. right now and mm-hmm. say like I hope you still feel safe here mm-hmm. I hope that this is still like your place to escape all the rest of the world mm-hmm. because that's what it is that's for us is. Yep. Mm-hmm. we get to escape the world for two hours a day and I don't think our kids know that yeah. but like we do get to escape mm-hmm. it too and then we get to help them mm-hmm. and we get to help them be great humans at least hopefully Try to yeah. build and a then that little less crazy world yeah. Down, yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely a, it, it sucks not being able to see athletes at this time I think this whole 
last couple of months have taught us a lot and I think that something that's huge right now um, something that I was feeling very emotional about that we were having conversation about was re people reaching out and I think that you know during this time where we do have athletes who you know are black or your your friends who are black family members who are black like when something like this happens and maybe you don't use your social media a lot maybe you don't speak up on your social media a lot but a, a call a text a facetime of i'm thinking about you during this time like i hope you guys are doing okay just know that we are here we love you you know that that simple reach out i think means a lot during this time and um something that really hit me hard was when that girl from high school had reached out to me i'm like you know you have people um my old coach at iowa western reached out to me and texted me and you know it's just when when you i'm glad people... to hear that you like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like there are some people that don't though yeah okay that's fair so that's been <laughs> hard say, for us and that they, they actually touched on that on the sesame street thing mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. when i was watching that um like you know some people are going to reach out to their black friends and they're going to say, you know, how are you? You know, have you seen what's going on? And they might just be saying that and it might seem like they're like, well, what do you think about it? And mm -hmm. that's not necessarily what they're asking. They're saying, you know, have you seen what's going on? What do you think about it in terms of how can I help yes. you yeah. as a friend? And, yeah. and exactly. some of that is being miscommunicated because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, calling up your friend and you feel like you're like I'm calling up my token black friend it's like yeah. no I'm calling my friend yeah. who, who is probably a little scared a little mm -hmm. weirded out by the world right now who maybe could use an, another ally mm -hmm. behind it and then maybe at the same time they're like no everyone's reaching out to me yeah. Yeah. I don't need that yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I know I got tough. nervous when I reached out to you because I consider you guys close friends of ours mm -hmm. here and I know that for a couple days there you were just angry and just like so frustrated with the world and I completely understand but I I remember coming home and I was telling Scott I was like I haven't heard from, back from Gigi and I don't know if I didn't speak up enough like I started second guessing everything I did and so when you were like I love you too yeah you know this it's just I I think I I really aligned with you so well because we had babies two weeks mm -hmm. apart from each other and for whatever reason when when our children are going through the same milestones together we just have that bond now and I I just remember really sweating it for a couple days and I was like no she she needs to breathe like I I don't understand but I want to understand mm -hmm. and so I was just so relieved to hear back from you and you're like we're okay mm -hmm. we're, we're frustrated but we love you guys and you know this that and another thing but mm -hmm. I I know for a couple days there I was like well now she probably just thinks I reached out <laughs> to her because she's a black girl and like and I'm not like sitting here like over analyzing everything I'm doing yeah I think it's definitely you know an uncomfortable position so you don't know I I've heard a lot especially with the company that I'm in People being like, I'm not sure of the right things to say, um, or or how can I help? And that's something we were touching on um, in that company was just, you know, reaching out and being like, I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do, any petitions I can sign, anything like more that you think I can do, or if you have videos for me to watch to educate myself further, or podcasts to listen to, or whatever that's the case great. may be, like it they're coming from that place of, you know, I'm, I self-learning, I don't understand, but I'm willing, like, I want to help make a change, yeah. you know? And so, um, for the people that have reached out to me, I never took it in a, 
oh, someone else is reaching out to me because of, you know, it's, it's comforting to me. It's comforting to know that there's people who are thinking about my family during this time, you know, mm-hmm. and thinking about the, what we could be going through. And it's nice to know that you have that support and you have, you know, it's just, it's that thought. It's yeah. that thought. I'm huge on, you know, those reach out. gesture yeah. of, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With just some kind words. Totally. Absolutely. Last thing, um, Emmanuel Ocho, Acho, I'm not sure he's a sports commentator. I don't have this on there. Okay. <laughs> so you're good. Um, he put up he put up a video and he literally called it uncomfortable conversations with the black man. And it's him mm-hmm. just in a studio talking and um, he aligns with UDQ on I don't like to say the N word. I know people that do and he talks about it like that and and he's like, So this is just a little bit about why some people say it, why some people don't, mm-hmm. why white people shouldn't say it, and he just like was going on and on. He touched on a couple topics like that, but he ended with, um, he said, the way that we all get through this, and you know that was my big takeaway, so I shared it, but exposure, education, mm-hmm. compassion, and empathy. Yes. So like those four points really stuck out to me. So it's like, let's expose the wrongs mm-hmm. that are in the world. like. If people are wrong themselves, sure, let's let's cancel them out and expose them. Yep. But typically, it's a culture that's been built on, it's been slanted against people, so let's expose that. And let's educate people about that exposure, mm-hmm. about that issue. Mm-hmm. Have compassion and understanding that people who are dealing with this aren't choosing to deal with it. Like, how right. all these all these black men are in prison because of the private prison problem. Black men didn't decide together, hey, let's all abandon America and go in jail. And Mm -hmm. let's, like, that was never a thing. So let's have a little compassion and understanding the system is stacked against black guys Mm -hmm. and have some compassion and understanding the trials that they've gone through for their trial Mm -hmm. or for anything that's happened to them legally so that you can move on and we can fix the criminal justice mm-hmm. issues which I'm sure you mm-hmm. studied plenty that's a whole other podcast for <laughs> yeah that. I know I know um, I want to tap in and on then that the, the last bit is having the empathy to, to say you know these people have been hurt this is a problem that's hurting other people whatever the situation is having that empathy to finish it off and to make that change mm-hmm. and saying it was unjust mm-hmm. it, this isn't just a matter of inequality it's actually unjust yeah. towards others so um, that's on my Twitter if anybody wants to watch that he was he's says a lot of these topics that we've kind of circled around very pointedly and he backs it up with some great history um, highly recommended um, the uncomfortable conversations with the black man series yeah. on his Twitter um, check it out. yeah, yeah. so um, final words from you guys thoughts things um, I mean honestly like I said it's, it's all about just us making a change and it's going to come with making sure that we all stay educated mm-hmm. around what we can do to, you know, make that change happen. So yeah. uh, whether it's voting, and it's not just for the president, that's president, that's DA, that's governor mm-hmm. of yeah. states, that's that's everything. And then um, just being there for one another, you know, uh, there's some people that may be hurting more than we are, or maybe mm-hmm. in a tougher situation than we are, or more tougher situation than, you know, um, some of the people that, have been broadcasted over social media you know like you don't know yeah because it's maybe it's it's kind of trickled down under there somewhere and totally. it's not being talked about but 
just reach out to all your all your friends, family. Just make sure everyone's okay. You know, yeah. If they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just th- have that love for one another. That's the thing that's going to change all of us and <laughs> make sure everything is you know moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, love is you know that's the most powerful drug that's out there. Like you know that once you have love and build that love around everyone, then you have no choice but to to feed off positive vibes mm-hmm. and yeah. to care about that, each exactly other, yeah. and, and, and care about one another and positive vibes is how I, I live my life like I hate being negative I hate I hate when I feel like I have some type of negative energy inside of me because I feel like I'm not either being um, I'm not being a, a enough for Alicia I'm not being enough for Cam I feel like the more positivity I have in my life I inflict more positivity on other people. Absolutely. Uh, it's contagious. And it is. And He's making me smile just talking <laughs> right now. That's incredible. And, and, and with that, you know, like, I, I just, I can't wait to start working back with our athletes because yeah. I want to be able to, you know, I, I've always thought of myself of helping and making them understand, you know, um, you know, you, there's a bigger picture to life. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's more. There's back more go, exactly more than back tucks, more than pull ups, more than, pull-ups, more than, <laughs> more than that trying sport. to get a, a back handspring full up and a stunt. Like th- there's more to life than winning a national championship. You know, like there's more to it. And and you know, beyond this, just kind of off topic, but um, you know, when I moved here, I I came in not knowing how Colorado was going to be, whatever. But I read a statistic that Colorado was one of the like highest um highest rated states for suicides or something like that dang I, like I, I don't know what number it was but i remember reading that before i came here and i'm like man like what could i what can i do to help that my thought process was well i work with all these athletes and usually it's teenagers and kids that are in college or People you know transition. exactly transitioning into something bigger in life that feel like their life is not enough um, my goal is to make people understand and make them feel like, look, there's so much more to you than you know. And, you know, I try to instill that in every team, every kid, every coach, whoever. I try to instill it into everyone that I work with on a daily basis. So um, I'm a very genuine person, I believe, I think, you know, and I feel like people. You are. You totally <laughs> I feel are. Like people, uh, you know, uh, they, they feed off of my energy. And if I'm upset or if I'm mad or whatever the case is, people feed off of that. Because yeah. they know who I am and how I am. Yeah. daily you know yeah. so um i just try to keep a positive mindset and let people know that you know you're 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 awesome and mm-hmm. all you can do is continue to be awesome yeah, yeah. just lifting yeah. each other so, up yeah exactly no matter what color you are exactly we all need some some positivity everyone, in our everyone needs yeah. It. yeah yeah um and you said saying you know just like what is colorado about and stuff when you're coming here today um we were coming back off the mountain we did some camping last night and um, going up the mountain, you know, there's some of those like walking pedestrian bridges and mm-hmm. stuff. On them was all these people with Black Lives Matter signs. Awesome. Like, so that to me was just so awesome to see because yeah, you, people are driving up and it was bridge after bridge mm-hmm. after big signs, people waving. Awesome. Yeah, and That's I was amazing. and I was like, I knew this was happening downtown. Mm-hmm. I knew there was protests in the springs but i didn't think it was like on that scale and i was like i was like i just love this place Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's It's awesome it's just i love it here we do too we do too and i'm excited that we get to raise our kids here and like hopefully look how much it's changed and look how much we've grown Mm -hmm. and i look forward to how much our kids have grown they're gonna Mm -hmm. like come in and say 
get the keys and drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, something that's that's always important to remember too, since we're wrapping it up, is to always self-educate too. You know, there's mm. those who will reach out and and guide you and educate you and won't have any issues with that. But like you guys have said, you've books and and podcasts and all the things you have guys have been doing to educate yourself is huge mm-hmm. um and w- i'm still watching all the like i'm interested in all of it you know and yeah. i've i've studied criminal justice and sociology and so i've always been in that type of you know mm-hmm. i love learning i love digging deeper on issues like this so yes. um and i guess my final words is be comfortable and okay with being uncomfortable it's huge I love that that so much yeah I think that's something that can stick with a lot more people and and Mm -hmm. that's something I'm carrying with me and as two white hosts of a podcast like go freaking educate yourself like Go listen to 1619. Watch 13th on Netflix. Watch Mm. 13th. That that probably changed us or educated us the most. We watched that when it came out like five years ago, Mm -hmm. and it opened our eyes to everything around us. To a big problem that is Um, very low-key. On Netflix, the documentary about Madam C.J. Walker, I feel like as a woman was really inspiring to watch and to see where African-American women have had to battle with things that I've just always had. Mm-hmm. So that was another good educational piece I would love for people to go watch. What's that movie we watched the other day? Someone made it free. Oh, uh, yeah, it was I know free. what you're talking about. Yes. I saw the headline. What's that movie? Woo. Google it. We it got time. Is such... well, we, saw it, we saw it on the Apple TV. Yes. But I think it's all over. Um, such a good movie. Just, just, uh, just is the first word. I can't think of the second one. Just mercy. Just mercy. mercy. Yeah. Yes, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's we watched that. Yeah, we watched yeah, that the other day. So movie. good. Just mercy. It's, it's on. Um, I think on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, Amazon or anything. They like made that. it free, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Big distribution on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. we'll have to peep that tonight. Then. Yep. Well, we awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being yeah. on episode eleven. Um, with us we just you know like we mentioned felt like if we have this platform everyone is you know saying speak your mind speak up do something Um, this is where we can affect you know more change obviously if you interact with Lauren and I on social media we have been posting about it Um, but we wanted to do a little bit more um, so thank you guys for being on here thank thank you for having us and thank you for sharing experiences that you know weren't always positive in your life um i think that will go far with a lot of people in terms of educating them so we appreciate that Mm. on your behalf when scott said we should do this i was like oh i'm so scared i'm so scared (laughs) i'm gonna say something wrong i don't know what to do and scott was like you have a good heart like what do you mean you're gonna say something wrong like you don't know anything wrong and i'm like okay you ready for this who live is this who lit is this who real is this we too legit we are m a r k Listen and learn, watch and observe, challenging us, they got some nerve, we great, you mad, don't hate, get to it, don't wait, we do not hesitate, we doing what it takes, what we do, walk through.